0: back into the We Shall Not Sleep podcast. Thank you for joining me on this Sabbath day. I hope you all had an amazing church day, and I hope to only add to that as we close out, or I would say close out Sunday, but start the new week. And I wanted to let you all know that in addition to these small episodes, I have actually failed to give you direction on how to contact the show, and that would be at WSNSPodcast at gmail.com. Feel free, please, if you can, to leave feedback, ask questions, if you'd like any questions answered on the show, um, any questions for upcoming guests or a topic that you would like to see discussed. You can also reach us on Facebook at WSNSPodcast, and you can find and rate and hopefully leave a very high review On Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and any third party aggregate that you listen to, Uh, including YouTube channel. You can search Michael Crable, We Shall Not Sleep, and that will return the channel officially for the show. I cannot wait to get started. Actually, this week, we're recording several interviews, and you can look forward to the first actual long-form and main content drop on the 13th. That's a Wednesday, and I am looking forward to it. I will say it is going to be a blessed conversation with, I would say, is a brilliant and family-oriented man who has such a unique experience and opinion to add to the church and to our Christian walk, so I cannot wait for you guys to be a part of that. So that brings me to tonight. Before we get there, I wanted to just bring a short message that I spoke to my congregation and actually left with them in closing today, and that is this cultural divide that we have that is infiltrating the church. Now, I certainly understand preferences. I understand having an interest or a desire to follow certain things in politics or in the news media, culture, movies, music, what have you. Like I'm not asking for those to die and go away, by, by no means. And some people actually work in those industries, so when they talk about work, that that is that realm. And so I am by no means trying to diminish the importance of those particular areas in our walk. I just want to emphasize the greater importance of the gospel message. You see, you have two sides right now, which everyone is aware of for the most part. And for one side... Their ideals, their values are the nightmares, the antithesis, if you will, that the other side holds. One side wants A, but the other side hates A. And it's a deep-seated hatred. And in the next coming weeks, I'm not I'm not a, a prophet or anything. Something big is happening and going to happen in the next two weeks. And as the church, I want us to be aware of what our culture is clinging to and its earthly kingdoms, its human agendas. You see, the great thing about Christianity is that our fixed point of reference, the being Christ and the cross, is immovable. It is the true fixed point of reference. And when I look at our world, They're constantly moving the goalposts, if you will. It's trying to satisfy the insatiable desires of our carnal nature. And if we as Christians are caught up in that debate, our agendas, our biases are going to take precedence over any other truth claim. And that is what the Bible tells us. You see, one side is going to be very happy in the next two weeks while the other side is going to be in complete misery now this is nothing new regardless of which side you're on this is exactly what is supposed to happen it's not like we're discovering something for the first time and saying oh my gosh sin exists greed exists lust exists i wish i would have known this before but it's all right there in scripture so my question for you and for all of us is what are we clinging to? If, if we as a church, our mission, our end goal, our morale is dictated by who's in the White House, then may I suggest that we're not worshiping God. We're worshiping the earthly kingdoms of this world. If God is not at the center of your life, then may I ask what is? and based on the amount of time energy effort we put into these debates that we have with our friends our family both virtually and in person may that actually reveal our true allegiances and as a church do we need to purge ourselves of this idea that somehow the earthly kingdoms are going to bring us peace, bring us solace and rest from the weary road that we travel. I'm not suggesting that, again, we, we, we don't take interest, we don't have preferences, but is it possible that we can pray with one another first? Is, is it possible that we can build each other up, you know, edify, edify one another, pursue holiness? Is that possible? I mentioned it uh, to my congregation and and it's worth repeating because I I said it a few days ago that I've been studying and we've been preaching out of second Timothy and in his closing remarks uh, to Timothy, Paul, Paul writes uh, the following, and this is running from the NASB. It says, all scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. And I'm wondering if our actions would betray that. It's easy to agree with that with your head. It's very difficult to follow that with your heart. And so as we press on, as Americans, at least in this country, if you're listening in another country, um, we're, we as Americans are a little behind the eight ball when it comes to dealing with you know cultural divides because we've had the privilege of being in this nation, having a freedom of worship. We're not used to having to deal with maybe a little bit of kickback. So you'll have to bear with us. We're a little bit more, you know, we're infants in comparison to you all. So the, the prayer I want to end with today is something that has been, been with me, and that's the title of this podcast. If you didn't know how to pronounce it, it, it's Latin. And for any Latin scholars that are listening, you can feel free to correct my pronunciation later by emailing W-S-N-S podcast at gmail.com. But it's pronounced Da Pacem Domine, which means grant us peace, Lord. And there is a Gregorian chant that I have been listening to. I know I'm weird. If you, you already knew that I was weird. But one of the uh, songs that it's a long form, it's about seven minutes long, that I have been listening to is is this very, very chant. And the very opening Lines and which is the chorus is Da pacem domine in diebus nostris, quia non est alius, qui punje pro nobis, nisi tu Deus noster. That translates roughly to Grant us peace, O Lord, in our days, for there is none other who will fight for us save but you, our God. What a simple and effective prayer. Extremely powerful, and that's what I want to leave with you tonight. As we press on, continue to keep the Great Commission, end of Matthew twenty-eight, in your head. Let your hearts be changed by that calling. As we pray, pacem Domine, grant us peace, Lord. Can we pray together? I'll we'll do something a little bit different. Father in heaven thank you for this nation thank you for the people in it thank you for this earth that you have populated with your children i ask that you grant us peace lord da pacem domine give us peace in our days in that peace we can rely on the one who has given it now there are things that will happen in this world that we will not like but that's not the source of our peace you are called the prince of peace in isaiah for a very good reason And as we just celebrated your coming with Advent, I pray that we do not forget the reason why you came. And so I ask that you be with us, Father, lead the church, continue to keep us holy. And I pray that you preserve those soldiers that are working hard and fighting to stay true to the gospel. Bless us, Father, as we press on towards the market of higher calling, which is the Great Commission, which is spreading the name of Jesus and the world's need for a Savior. Amen.